This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. The United States Department of Agriculture reports a private sale of 204,000 tons of soybeans to China. Delivery is to be during the current marketing year. The markets could become choppy ahead of the next supply and demand estimates from the USDA. The department's report is scheduled to be released on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central. The average trade guess lowers corn ending stocks by nearly 6% at 1.6 billion bushels. The carryover for wheat is projected to dip 0.35% at 859 million bushels, and the carryout for soybeans is expected to fall more than 20% at 139 million bushels. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange says Argentina's corn crop rates 12% good to excellent. That's a drop of 5 points from the previous report. The exchange also says Argentina's soybean crop is down from 42% good to excellent to 27%. And the exchange is reducing its estimate of Argentina's wheat crop by nearly 1.2% at 17 million tonnes. Rounding off prices at the Chicago Board of Trade, soybean futures are higher on Friday morning. The March soybean contract is up 12 cents at 13.67 per bushel. March soy oil is down nearly two tenths of a cent at 43.61 U.S. cents per pound. March soy meal is up two dollars 40 cents at 4.34.60 per hundredweight. Corn futures are relatively steady on Friday morning, with the March contract up a half cent at 4.94 and a half per bushel. Chicago oats are slightly higher, with the March contract up a penny at 3.56 per bushel. Wheat futures are lower on Friday morning. Chicago March is down four and a half cents at 6.38. Kansas City March is down seven cents at 5.92, and Minneapolis March is down four and a half cents at 5.99. That's a look at the ice futures and the Chicago markets for Friday morning, January 8th. For Markets Farm in Winnipeg, I'm Glenn Halleck. See more and do more in a new 300 series compact track loader from New Holland. Its industry leading 360 degree visibility is truly something to see at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. With its reverse camera and 8 inch multifunction LCD display, super boom lift technology, rock solid stability, and redesigned controls, you'll work with greater speed, safety, and precision. Maximum productivity starts with a clear view. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today and see how a new 300 series compact track loader helps you do more the opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station if you've missed any of this show you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca now an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community this is moose talks with your host doug craig on moose fm Good morning. Welcome to the first episode of Moose Talks in the New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you for joining us. We're talking property ta- uh, property assessments today. And so a little later on, we're going to be joined by uh, Fort St. John City Councillor Trevor Bolin to talk about what those assessments mean for the city and uh, for the real estate market as well. He's going to wear two hats for us today. But to start us off, we thought we'd chat with uh, somebody who's done uh, some of the assessments uh, up here in northern BC for BC assessment. Joining us now from Prince George is Jarrett Krantz, a deputy assessor with BC assessment. Jarrett, thank you so much for being on Moose Talks. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, well, why don't we start first by having you explain a bit about what you do? I mean, this might be a loaded question, but can you uh, explain to us how you assess the value of a property? Yeah, the the assessments are done by looking at um, market transactions. So um, we look at sales of similar properties. And then the assessment is basically is really just an estimate of the market value as of July 1st of the, of the previous year. So for this um, this current assessment that we're looking at right now, the um, the assessment will be an estimate of the market value as of July 1st of 2020. I see. Now you say similar properties. Is it? Do you look at similar properties? Say, like if we're using Fort St. John for an example, in in different neighborhoods, or is it kind of in the same area? You're only looking at, or, or I mean, I guess better question: define what you mean by a similar property. Yeah, a similar property, um, depending on the property type, can can have many different meanings. So it's a great question. So. Um, We'll look for comparable sales that have um, the most similar attributes to the property that we're assessing. So let's say, for example, if it's a single family residential house Mm -hmm. um, with a two car garage um, and on a standard plea lot, then what we're going to look at is um, sales with those types of attributes um, in in as close location as we can so we can take into the into consideration the valuation the value of that uh, specific location now of course when you get out into the rural areas um you know you have less sales evidence you have less similar properties so you're still looking at what um the values of the properties are selling for in those areas but uh the attributes might not be exact and that and 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 that's where um you know sort of a range of of an estimated value comes into play Okay, I'm going to return to the numbers in just a bit here, but I thought we'd uh, talk a bit about the numbers specifically uh, for Northern BC. Can you tell us how kind of assessments have been this year? Uh, Have things gone up, gone down, uh, given that we now kind of had a year of COVID? Yeah, Uh, well, for Northern BC, um, for our entire region, we have seen, in general, um, uh, a fairly moderate increase, um, anywhere between 0 and 10% is generally what we're we're seeing. more specifically for um, Fort St. John, Dawson Creek area, um, we, we've actually seen a, a slight decrease in the Fort St. John area. Dawson Creek is very stable, almost no movement in, in the market there. Fort St. John, I, I believe it was a, maybe a minus 1% um, sort of in, in general. Um, but, uh, you know, even though we went through the year of COVID, um, what uh, what we've seen is is the market ha- markets had been busy. Um, uh, the, the amount of sales transactions that we saw through March, April, and May were were really low, so there weren't wasn't weren't as many sales there. But then it picked up significantly after that in June, July, and August, all the way through to the end of the year, and uh, we ended up as a region almost with the same amount of sales as we had the year before. So a very active market and. Um, and uh, lots of sales for appraisers to analyze. Now you say it's as of July 1st, 2020. That's sort of the what the assessed value is supposed to represent. Does that mean you only look at, say, these market transactions, these similar properties, what their values were kind of before July 1st, or will it include uh, you know, more of the balance of the year? As you say, for example, when the market picked up in kind of the summer months, would it include all of the transactions that happen over those summer months or just until July? 
Yeah, no, um, we will look at all sales throughout the year okay. to give us a, uh, the best estimate of value for, for the property because the more information we have and the more information our appraisers can analyze, um, the more accurate we'll be with the assessments. Um, what we will do is if there's a real significant change in the market throughout the year, we'll, we'll look at time adjusting to that July 1st date. And what that means is if, there, um, if there's like a real significant noticeable increase or decrease in the market from say june to december we'll look at those december sales we'll still look at the november december sales but we'll we'll sort of um move them back to what they may have been selling for in july interesting all right uh can you account really for why say as you said numbers have generally been up but why they've kind of been down a bit in fort st john or is it purely based on the math Houses sold for a little bit less than they were, I guess, last year. So, in general, the assessed values, again, in general, went down a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly um, what it is. Dub is, um, you know, at BC Assessment, we uh, we don't get into really speculating on the why the, mm-hmm. the market's moving. We're really expert experts on um, reporting out what the market has done. So we look at those sales, we look at the, the uh, market evidence that we can, that, that, that's available to us. And, um, and this year, uh, you know, the, in general, it showed that they, the market was down just a little bit from last year. Okay. Now, if you've got a property that uh, maybe you compare last year or maybe even a couple of years ago, sometimes assessment kind of goes up and down on the same piece of property, even if you've done nothing to it in some cases. Uh, and I mean, you might have the same answer, but can what kind of can account for that? Why would that happen kind of between years when you might feel as a homeowner, you're like, I have the exact same house I did last year. Why is it suddenly less worth less in the kind of BC assessments mind than it was a year before? Yeah, yeah, that's a really great, great question, and and it's um, something that we do um, talk to property owners about quite a bit. So the main reason that you will see a difference in in the property values is the uh, the market movement mm-hmm. and um, the, what what the what the comparable sales are saying for, for that year. Um, but there, there will be times when we do um, reassessment projects, when we, when we look and, um, and, and take a deeper look. We, do, we can do inventory changes. We can do updates on inventory where, where maybe we, ha- we didn't know, say, someone had finished their basement a few years ago, and then we learn that that's the case, and that adds value to that property. Um, or we can just um, do like a, a reassessment where maybe, maybe in previous years, um, the assessment as was at one level but as we take a closer deeper look at the inventory and what the sales are showing um it can move a little bit through those through those sort of audits and reassessments no oh, i'm glad you brought up reassessment that was going to be my next question say as a homeowner you disagree uh, with this, the assessed value of your home what's kind of your recourse what what can they do about that yeah, and this is perfect time to talk about this. So, um, if, if someone disagrees when they see their assessment, um, please um, first first thing to do would be to look at our website, bcassessment.ca. Um, it's a great tool. It, it improves every year. There's lots of information there on on similar sales, on assessment information. Um, and then, uh, you know, from there, if there's still questions or disagreements on the assessment, please give give our office a call and talk to the appraiser. Um, we're set up to be taking calls right now, and uh, and we'll and we'll get the appraiser 
talking with with property owners and discuss individual properties and reasons for um, the uh, the different assessments. Um, from that, um, and and it does and it does happen that there, there still can be a disagreement with, for that value on the assessment. Um, there's a there's independent review panel that that people can submit an appeal to, and that's called the property assessment review panel. And the deadline to submit that appeal is February 1st this year. And uh, all the information to submit that appeal is, is on our website at bcassessment.ca. And it's really easy. It's an online form. And, uh, and go ahead and submit that. All right. And uh, bearing that in mind, a lot of it's online anyway. I mean, has there been any big changes kind of in the uh, appeal process due to COVID to kind of keep everybody safe that, uh, that are notable? Yeah, there has. Um, um, over the last few years, we've, be, we've been um, using um, virtual panels where, where, where the appellant as well as us and the panel all call in to, to a panel so you don't have to go in face-to-face. To -face. Yeah. Um, that's worked really well. And this year, we've expanded that out to 100% to, um, um, telepanel options and so it, it, it's, a, it's a really good um, improvement as far as I'm concerned because it allows property owners to attend hearings without having to travel to to major centers where the panels were heard in person before and allows them to do it from from their office or, or from their home and um, and just get you know their information heard by that independent panel all right Jared one last thing you tell us the website address one more time please yeah it's BC assessment dot ca so b-c-a-s-s-e-s-s-m-e-n-t dot ca excellent jared well i really appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh talk to us about this it's always important when it comes out this time of year and uh people always have lots of questions so thank you for joining us on moose talks this morning yeah great thanks a lot for the invite uh this has been great and we'll plan we'll talk to you later absolutely that's jared krantz the deputy assessor northern bc region with bc assessment all right we'll be talking to city councillor trevor boland right after this on moose talks complete safety services with 10 years serving the peace area they strive to offer the best safety service in the oil and gas industry complete safety services specializes in safety with their experienced field safety advisors and medics complete safety services can prepare companies for their core develop written safety programs and manage isn and comply works complete safety services also offers traffic control hotshot and pilot car services on 93rd street look them up online complete as a 100% Indigenous-owned company, they are proud to support the oil and gas industry. There's always something going on in the Energetic City, and the staff from the City of Fort St. John Recreation Department have planned a variety of exciting programs and events. Here's what's coming up. Start this new year off by taking part in the 21-Day Challenge. Do something small every day to start the year off in a positive way. Follow the City of Fort St. John Recreation Facebook page for daily challenges. For more information on this event, view the Recreation and Leisure Guide at fortstjohn.ca or follow the City of Fort St. John Recreation on Facebook. Here in Fort St. John, we've already experienced just how cold winter can get. So at Graphic Signs and Auto Designs, they carry a range of remote starts by Astro Start. Stop in and see the options, including Smart Start, where you can start your vehicle with your phone using Bluetooth. Astro Start Remote Start's a must-have when you live in northern BC. Get yours today from Graphic Signs and Auto Designs. Now in their new location on Alaska Road, check out Graphic Signs FSJ.com. 
Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. Now we're going to talk about the property assessment side of things when it comes to the city and to the real estate market with uh, Fort St. John City Councilor and real estate agent Trevor Bolin. How's it going today, Trevor? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you very much for joining us. I, I haven't counted how many times you've been on here, but it's been a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. I'm always uh, always glad to be here. Excellent. Well, why don't we start with the city side of things? So if you can put your counselor hat on for a minute, can you explain um, you know, how these assessments affect property taxes and taxation that the city does? Yeah, for sure, Dub. And I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of people don't know the differences between, say, true market value, you know, versus assessed value. So the assessed value um, given by BC Assessment Authority in the province of British Columbia is your home's value uh, in July of that previous year uh, based on comparable sales that's used for um, the, you know, determining the, the revenue for what's actually going to come in for taxes. So, mm-hmm. you know, if your home's assessed at $350,000, um, whatever the mill rate or the, the tax rate is, is set at for that year is what determines what your taxes are at. So, you know, that's, that's the difference between, you know, your house being assessed at, at $350 and your taxes are $3,500 um, or, you know, $3,700 um, at $370,000. I see. Okay. Now, I mean... I guess we're going to talk more about kind of the putting the house on the market side of things in just a minute. But back to the city, if assessments have dropped in general around Fort St. John, and again, it's in general, um, does that mean that like the city's going to have to compensate for that in, in kind of property taxes for this year by saying, well, we were expecting this much assessments went down. We're going to gain, uh, we're going to have less revenue from that uh, source uh, than we expected. And, and that's exactly how we have to look at it. I mean, people need to realize that that the Fortune John market. I mean, the real estate in Fortune John is is was one of the hottest markets uh, across Western Canada and and quite easily into the entire country mm-hmm. um, for a, a numerous amount of years. And and we've spent you know 2016 um, through till now with with decreases in assessed values, um, which of course means you know less revenue than than what we're looking at the year before. So you know budget time, and and that's what we're getting into right now. And that's why we we've always made it as, as open and transparent and, and public meetings and, you know, everything, whether it's Facebook Live or, or shows like this, um, is, is to help people to realize that that part of council's job during this time of the year is to go, okay, you know, if we've got a 2% decrease in, you know, what our revenue would be based on based on the assessments or, or based on the tax roll, you know, that's where it starts to get challenging and we start to look at, okay, what, what do we need to do in order to ensure that it, it doesn't hurt families. And, and last year was a prime example. We had a, a decrease in the assessed value. We had a proposed increase, um, you know, of, of just less than 2%. Council reached out to the community. We heard back from the community. The community said, you know, it, it's COVID, times are tough. The industries haven't gone full bore again. Um, this isn't the right time. So, you know, council scrapped that increase and, and looked at what we could eliminate um, in order to ensure that it didn't affect families. And, and that's what we do and what we will continue to do. Okay. So well, now I want to switch gears kind of to the real estate perspective, which you've already sort of touched down. The assessment, as you say, doesn't really affect the value of your property when you put it on the market. Now, uh, can that be explained for a variety of, re- a variety of reasons, I should say, including kind of the time of year when your house goes on the market, for example? 
You know what, Dub? That's a great question. And, and 2020 was a prime example of that. We we came into 2020. It was a hop in January. Uh, we had we had pretty wicked cold February, which slowed us down a little bit. And then boom, welcome to a, a COVID type of real estate market. So, you know, we we really had a bit of a suffering between you know March into June, and then you know assessed values now are, are based on July. And then it doesn't take into the rest of the market. So, you know, when you start to look at, at the differences between those two, uh, it is it is quite substantial. And, and you know, I've, I've had a ton of people reach out and say, you know what, my home's down in value. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to sell it. I, I you know, it dropped $40,000 in the assessed value. And, and my biggest message to them is, you know, your, your assessed value really has zero um correlation even to to what your market value is so if, if i were to give you a, a kind of a full snapshot 2020 was actually a better year for sales than 2019 was mm -hmm. um that's not what the assessments show and that's not what people see but you know we sold 187 million dollars worth of real estate in the fortune john market in 2020 um up from 179 in 2019 more units sold and, and if you look at the entirety as far as the year goes we actually finished off the year 2% higher than we did in 2019. So assessments tell you that your home is down 2%, but it's not taking in, you know, that July to December time of the market where in Fort St. John, uh, September through to December is oftentimes a pretty robust market. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So then I, I guess my next question was, if I'm going to ask you to help me sell my home and be my realtor, I mean, what do you tell me then if, if, if well, my market value is down, then how do you, I guess, account for saying this is actually what you should be selling your house at then, given that it's this time of year, these are the houses in, in kind of the area? How, how do you determine that if you have to ignore kind of the BC assessed value of it? For sure. And, and we always, I mean, nothing against BC assessment, but we yeah. always ignore the BC assessment value of it because, you know, for them looking at a home, not being able to enter it, not even going on on the property, you know, I mean, they have a very difficult job. And I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is to, to come up with the value on a home. And and that's why oftentimes we'll see that they're, you know, literally six months to a year out on on what some of those values are mm -hmm. right out the gate. But I mean, when, when you have a realtor come to your home, a realtor is going to come to your home, they're going to walk through the home, they're going to hear about the improvement you've made the updates you've made they're then going to go back and they're going to look at at those comparable sales to your home so square footage area finishing um you know even even to, as far as the age or what we call the effective age because a lot of times you'll have a home that's 50 years old but you'd never told tell that it's over five years right so so the effective age is what plays a part we can then come up with a market value driven on um, demand, right? So, and that's why our market, our market changes fast. And and the fortune job market, I mean, I've been doing this for over 20 years and I've, I've never seen a market quite like ours where, you know, literally you could find three to 5% increases in a single month, let alone, you know, most markets in, in the province or even in Western Canada, look at that over the course of a year. So, I mean, you know, your, your best bet is always to have um, either an accredited appraiser come up with that value or, you know, a, a very active realtor that's in the market that's going to know what those values are. And, and even at this point in time, you know, we say the same thing to, to folks when, when they question about their assessment is, you know, if you really think it's out um, to, the, to the point where, you know, it affects you personally or financially, then have somebody give you a value on that home. So you've got the information. You know, a lot of people will, you know, they're, they're, they're afraid or, or they're maybe more, uh, knowledgeable about challenging the BC assessment value and it's it's not a scary process it's not a hard process you just have to have your facts and, and part of those facts is is you being able to look at what those comparable sales are based on the information of being in the home seeing the finishing seeing what those comparables are and then presenting that information and at the end of the day it, it could end up being 
you know, quite a substantial drop that you find between what that assessed value is and what that true market value is, depending on which way it goes. All right. I want you to put your city councillor hat on again for a second. Uh, I understand, or uh, I've been made to understand that there is a difference between um, sort of how the assessments are done between uh, rural properties and, and sort of urban properties, uh, you know, inside the city and outside of it, in that you don't have the same kind of amount of information uh, between the two. Is that true? Or are they different in how they're assessed? They are. And, and I mean, a part of that is is literally the, the amount of properties that have sold in that area, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when you look at, let's take Matthews Park, for example, you take Matthews Park, for you know, there's 400, say 430 homes in, in the entire subdivision of Matthews Park, um, which, which dominates um, about eight different plans, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or square footage sizes throughout that entire subdivision. So when you're looking at values and comparables on that, it's, it's pretty easy to come up with an adjusted value of that based on the fact that, you you've got 300 other sales that have occurred. When you start looking at properties, say maybe in Charlie Lake where there, there's small acreages or, or Cecil Lake or um, you know Rose Prairie, North Pine, you've got quarter sections, you've got half sections, you've got different size of houses, shops, whether water plays a part, whether oil revenue plays a part from leases. Um, it, it, it is a completely different ball game and, and recreation is no different, whether it's on the, on the lake or on the river or, or wherever that that ends up being so you know as as far as values you know in in the city of fort st john or any any municipality as far as that goes um it is certainly an easier task than it is to come up with those values on on rural properties all right and one final question for you trevor the bc government's apparently changed how the house owner or sorry the homeowner's grant is dispersed i guess before you could go straight to city hall say i've applied for it they give you kind of the break on the taxes you collect it later from the bc government right you being the city now apparently it's changed that you have to actually go to the government uh, they are kind of doing uh, kind of all the steps for you do you know how that's affected sort of the process for the city and collecting homeowner grants or, or for people who want to apply for them to to get them yeah you know what dub and, and that's it's that's a good question and it's a really uh, timely question because a lot of people still don't even know what that, that that's occurred mm-hmm. um we've pushed you know the city the city and, and myself i mean we've pushed for uh, it to be done electronically for a long time the the you know 6500 people to, to come into the city and, and stand in line and and try to spend their you know eight seconds it's going to take for the city to stamp that homeowner's grant and have them sign it has it, always been a daunting task and a daunting process my hopes in going forward is that they the province has um, looked at the best routes to ensure that this is an easy process and to ensure that there is not a mix-up of um, you know, maybe those fees not being accredited on people's accounts. So as far as the actual online process, I think that's brilliant. I think people should be able to do that from home. And, and you know, I look forward to the day where we could actually just do that on an app um, and make that as easy as possible for people to claim their homeowner's grant. But, you know, I mean, I would say there's probably 85% of people, their, their taxes are paid through their financial institution um, that comes out, you know, of their monthly payment. So we need to ensure that that's not effective because the last thing we want to see is that, you know, those taxes get shortage from either a delay or a hiccup in this system that the province is using and all of a sudden that ends up on the tax roll because you know that that smaller portion of 770 or or 1070 wasn't credited so 
people need to be really diligent going forward ensure that you have the copies that you've submitted and and you know when those taxes get paid and that tax comes out of your tax account at your bank reach out to your bank and just ensure that that full amount was submitted you know what let's let's be proactive especially the first year of this because we know sometimes when you know stuff gets rolled out it's, it's not always in the condition it should be so be proactive ensure you ask the right amount of questions and ensure that that full credit gets done all right and offhand do you happen to know how long it usually takes to kind of get that money back from the province when they they then disperse the homeowner grants back to you to get your tax revenue like the city i mean i do not know that yeah i mean this is going to be a trying year i'm sure that um you know shirley and and the the finance department at the city um are, are going to have a lot of extra work cut out for them to ensure that this process does go smoothly for people but at the end of the day i think you know the the city although we like the change and the move forward and getting into you know the more technological side of it um we don't want the hiccups the unanswered questions the people's worries and concerns so you know we're we're going to do i think what we can to ensure that it's done correctly and and that's why my plea would be to people to ensure that you know they follow up they're proactive ensure that it's done in in, in a timely manner and that those funds get dispersed all right trevor we'll have to leave it there i really appreciate you coming on the show again sir Thanks for having me. We'll see you next time. Yes, indeed. That's Trevor Bolin, Fort St. John City Councillor and local retailer. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this on Moose Talks. Big money, big money. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is going to be back on Tuesday, January 12th at 7 p.m. Win up to $500 with any one line, $1,000 with any two lines, $1,500 with the large square and the blackout jackpot of $2,000. Bingo cards are $5 each and available at these fine retailers. Fireweed Market in the former Systems by Trail Building, Gateway Esso, Chevron and Charlie Lake, the Taylor Inn Liquor Store, Triple X Convenience, and Neat.ca. Save on Foods is no longer selling cards. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza, Tuesday, January 12th at 7 p.m. BC Gaming Event License number 126599. Know your limit, play within it. 19 plus. Please note that bingo is only available on Facebook at Moose FM and at Energetic City. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks again to our guests, Jared Krantz with BC Assessment and Councillor Trevor Bolin for joining us today. To keep up to date on all your city and local news, make sure you check out energeticcity.ca. You can also download podcasts of this show at energeticcity.ca slash moose talks. Please also follow energeticcity.ca on Facebook. That does it for this first episode of 2021 of Moose Talks. Adam Rayburn is the producer of the show. I'm Dub Craig. Take care of yourselves. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. Energetic Country. The stars go out on the sunset strip, but after last call, I still stay lit. Make a 20 last like it's 1990. Where we're from, 
chance. Don't gotta twist my arm to hold your hand and wreck my plans. Too good to turn down. Tell me one time, I'll tell you right now. I'm not going to knock, knock, knock on your door. Kiss you on the porch, get you up in this four by four. Girl, before you putting down the phone. Ready or not, I'm not going to say no. Not going to knock. Take you everywhere in that dress. And when you want to dance, I'm going to say yes. I'm a silver and mess, cross every bar top. Anything you want, you know you got a night coming out. Support your favorite local shops and restaurants with the Moose Market at moosefm.ca and get it delivered right to your door. Do you need to update your wardrobe? Refresh your wardrobe today and save money. Get $50 to spend at Borealis Clothing here in Fort St. John for only $40. Shop local without leaving your own couch with the Moose Market at moosefm.ca. This community update is brought to you by the Fort St. John Co-op. You're at home here. Neat's Northern Cohort is working with the Do More Ag Foundation funded through Farm Credit Canada to host an online mental health workshop designed for farmers. Some of the topics to be covered in the workshop include identifying the signs and symptoms of mental illness, support for mental health, and mental wellness strategies. The online mental health workshop designed for farmers takes place January 21st. To register and for more information, visit neat.ca. Thanks for listening to this EnergeticCity.ca podcast. EnergeticCity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join.